God's people, this is part two of episode 138. From $50,000 in debt to zero, the Lavelle Neal financial testimony. Man, oh man, if you haven't heard part one, I would advise you to stop right now and go listen to episode 138, part one. Then come back and listen to part two, which picks up the second half of the interview, where you will then sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. Uh, It's inspirational. Uh, Inspiration. Yeah, it's inspirational, baby. Inspiration, now in session. Inspire guys, people. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. Guys, people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. I know y'all ready to hear the second half of that interview from Lavelle. We're going to jump right into that. Just give me, you know, give me one second. You know, let me let me cover a few things before we get there. But I promise, you know, we'll make it quick. You know, um, I love cutting off those interviews on y'all like writing and when it get good you know i don't know i just enjoy that it's kind of like you know a movie or something when part two is coming or whatever it is you know anyway hopefully y'all enjoy it man it's it's great content um lavelle man that guy i'm proud of him i'm really proud of him because uh oh it's tough having broke friends i tell you that no i'm joking <laughs> I'm playing, man. A couple things before we jump into the second half of that interview. Uh, Number one, man, I got a request uh, via email uh, to do a show on work and rest and what the Bible says about rest. So I'll be thinking about that. Just uh, know that I appreciate, you know, when y'all hit me up and and ask for um, like or make suggestions or ask questions and things like that. So if you find yourself having a question or a show topic, Email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. You can always find the email, or most times, in the description of the show. So however you're listening, take a look in the description, and you can find my email, you can find my Instagram, all those good things to contact me. So yeah, we'll do that. Um, I will tell you, you know, just in general, my thoughts around rest is rest is earned. That's something I kind of live by. And what I really mean by that is kind of like, Um, some people resting and they haven't done anything and it's like, well, you ain't, you never did nothing. (laughs) You're not, you're not out here grinding. So what you resting from, um, that's just laziness. Um, but then on the other end, what ends up happening is we, you know, we talk a lot about working hard and, you know, faith without works is dead and all those things. And sometimes you do, you could go to other, the opposite end where you're doing nothing but working. And there there is some balance that needs to be, um, taking place there because you don't want to be a person. Um, that just becomes so engulfed in work that you lose the balance or the focus about, you know, your faith and your family um, and the things that are important, um, you know, outside of just working hard or success and things like that. So a part of success, in my opinion, is getting the proper rest. And that could be a challenge sometimes uh, when you're out here focused and goal oriented, but it is really important and should be prioritized. But I'll leave it at that for now. Rest is earned. If you earned it, 
It's nothing wrong with you taking a day off. It's nothing wrong with you getting some rest or whatever it is. But just make sure that if you take in rest, that you have earned it and you've done the work. Um, it's kind of like, you know, somebody taking a vacation from work and they haven't been at work in a year and a half. Okay, that's an inside joke. Anyway, uh, love you, my brother. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, what else I want to say before we jump into this interview? Oh, I asked a question on uh, Instagram. And um, I think I asked it on Facebook, too. But, you know, the algorithm will kick in and they won't let but four or five people see your post and stuff like that. And I, I can't really play those games. So it's like, hey, if I get four likes, I get four likes. You know, if only four people see it, it is what it is. But um, on Instagram, I asked a question um, about like the question was simple. It was, why do people pass over opportunities? That's something like that. I just want to know, like, I'm just intrigued by like, why do people pass opportunities? Um, and I could tell you that fear was the number one answer that I received multiple times. It was fear. There was a lot of other answers in there and a lot of different responses, but fear was the number one thing. And, um, you know, if anybody who's been listening to the show, if you're not a new listener, um, you've heard it maybe three weeks ago. Um, and if you are a new listener, I advise you to go listen to the episode. I think I actually titled it Faith High, Fear Down, um, maybe three episodes ago. But, um, man, the Lord just really been having that on my heart lately. Faith High, Fear Down. And uh, it's real. You know, there's some things that I'm really trying to have faith for and um, trying to keep my faith high. And so I'm living it out. Not, so I understand, like, fear sometimes feels like the logical choice. You feel me? Like, sometimes fear feels like the logical thing to do. Like, oh, this is happening. It makes sense for me to be scared. Um, those are the moments that we're talking about where we need to keep our faith high. And what I under, like, this is what I observe from afar from people, is that sometimes we just need, like, when it's legitimate, it doesn't feel like an excuse. So when fear is legitimate, you you kind of outsmart yourself to think like, oh, no, this isn't an excuse because it's legitimate. And I just want to challenge you a little bit in that thinking and say, just because it's legitimate doesn't mean that it's not fear. And so, and again, I'll reference, I think it was Romans 8. We read a couple of weeks ago, man. You see how the shows tie in together? And that's why I always advise people, if you're a new listener, it's going to be real helpful for you to go back to some previous episodes, maybe starting at, I, I recommend starting at episode one. And working your way on up, maybe listening to a new episode and an old episode every week, whatever it may be. But a lot of this flows together. And it's just you kind of see the way that the Lord is moving and the things that he has us on. And um, it, it always makes sense. Um, but but my point at the end of the day is that we were reading in Romans, I believe, and it, it had this statement about Abraham is like, you know, he kept faith and, and kept hoping even when he had no reason to. And I think that's what we have to try to tap into as the believers of God. That's what's really, like I'm telling y'all, I sing this Faith High, Fear Down song every day. I'm working on it. I'm just taking my time um, on that song because I really, I, I, it's real. It's real to me. I mean, all my music is real, um, but some things are like, sometimes I write about things that already happened or, you know, it's, it's all real. This is something I'm in. You know what I'm saying? And so, I understand the challenge of, of keeping your faith high in the midst of fear or in the midst of something that doesn't um, 
doesn't seem right um, or you can't see the hope in it. But man, when I read the word and I and I see how God worked with his people, he always called us to keep our faith high. And he always said, like, you know, he didn't give us the spirit of fear. So anytime we experience that fear, we know it's not from him. So if it's fear that's stopping you from doing things, um, we're not talking about conviction, right? Like there's a difference between conviction and fear. Like sometimes God can convict you when you can know that you have no business doing something. That's not fear. That's conviction. That's healthy. You should not be doing things that are against the word of God or God is calling you away from. But if you know that it's the fear that is not from God that's stopping you from doing something, then you need to pray your way out of that. You need to keep your faith high and your fear down. That's all I had to say. Now let's get into this interview. And uh, yeah, let's see what Lavelle talking about. That man was deep, deep in debt. And, uh, you know, $50,000 of debt and, and, and crawling your way out. Hey, man. Hey, if you haven't heard part one of this, I advise you to stop right now. Stop, stop, stop. Go listen to part one. It just released a couple days ago, depending on when you're listening to this, by the way. But it's the episode right before this. These are both episode 138. This is two parts. Part one was the other day. This is part two. You want to listen to that one so you can catch the back end of this interview right here on part two. Enjoy it. And let me know what you think. Email me, JermaineWilsonMusic at gmail.com. Thank you. It's time to go. All right, so I think the first thing that shook me, and I think you got to get to that point, you know, I think some, some people have to get to that point where they, they get shaken, you know, otherwise they're not going to, you know, they're just going to keep doing it. Had I, had I not been shaken, I would just kept doing the same thing I was doing. So I had to get to that point where something shook me. And what shook me, Jermaine, was at one point, the one credit card, the one that had the 30000 on it, my bill per month was between six hundred and fifty and seven hundred dollars. My lord! For one card, I remember I had four other cards. Not to mention life, you know, gas bill, <laughs> light bill, water bill. You know, I'm not even counting that. I had student loans on top of you know what I'm saying. So I, life still is happening, but this one card was between six and seven hundred. Some people pay that for a house note per month. Yeah. I'm paying it on one credit card. So I was dropping that $650, $700 on that card a month and maybe $50 to $75 of that was going toward actually paying the card off. Whew. Interest. Yep. <laughs> It's the interest is not in your best interest. Right. Woo. In this situation, you know, I got to know that I know one of your favorite stories is about the, uh, the parable about the interest. Oh, it, so. it all, it all, look, it all, <laughs> it all makes sense because all the interest represents is that it's not yours. So as it mm. relates to the parable of the talent, when the master says he's coming back for interest, he's saying he's coming back. See, we give glory to God. The things that we do are unto Christ, right? So it ain't ours. Mm -hmm. So he all all interest means is remember remember when we, when I said you don't have that money. 
So we got to right. understand how these numbers and things work. So it's the same thing. It's just different ends of the same spectrum. It's like on this end of it is like, oh, it ain't mine. I owe it to somebody else. And on the on the salvation end of it, it's like, oh, it's not mine. These people don't. I don't own these people. People who are getting mm-hmm. saved based on my gift are they belong to the Lord. That's his interest. It ain't mine. Wow. Wow. Me- message message to that pastor that's out there listening right now. <laughs> they don't belong to you. <laughs> they not, they, but that's a, that's a whole nother. Don't, don't get us in trouble. <laughs> that that's another. That's another amazing topic. Let's let's yeah. let's stick with the trouble we in on this. One. Um, <laughs> right. No, no I, I like though you said you have you have to be shaken, and um, this is just to anybody out there listening. Y'all know if y'all listen to this show, I was shaken when me and my wife stood um, at the at the mortgage company with a denial letter in our hand um, back in what was that 2012. That shook my world. And I never turned back since then, um, by the grace of God. And there's been a lot of education, a lot of information that had to come into place in order for me to change. And one thing that I noticed is, and, and, and if I, since we're talking about you and I'm saying this respectfully, okay, um, I'm only using you because I think it's just within this story. A lot of times when people haven't studied something themselves, they think they know. It's weird to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, if I've spent the last 10 years studying finances on various topics and at different layers, and, you know, if you know me personally, you know that I have, there's at least been some level of fruit to my strategy and what I've been trying to do. There's, there's some level of fruit. I'm not saying that I'm nothing or whatever, but I'm just saying you might have saw me when I had nothing, and you might have saw me when I talked about doing something, and then you saw me when I did something. And so it's like, for me, if I'm coming to you, Lavelle, and I'm like, hey, man, you know, let me let me let me kick it with you. Right. Like Mm -hmm. what I find a lot of times, Lavelle, is like like you're in your mom's position. I'm it's frustrating if I'm being honest, I'm being transparent where I'm trying to help people, my family and people around me. But what I notice is that people don't really want to be helped. They just want. It's almost like people want to convince me that they know or like, so like, I remember this one time with you where it is, it was some guy and I'm not going to get too deep into it, but you know, you were giving the guy some money. And I remember I was telling you like Lavelle, like you got to get like, you got to get your life. Like you're, you're not in abundance. Like you're, you don't, I guess my point ultimately is this. I want to ask you, let's skip past that because I I don't, you know, I don't want to say getting to my man name or that that wasn't (laughs) a good one. Let's just, let's act like I didn't say that. What I want to know is like, because I know that you and your wife, when you got married, y'all started educating yourselves. I want to know what role marriage played in this and how did the education that you started getting help you to start changing your mind um, as it relates to being able to put the oxygen mask on yourself or at least feel, com- how do you get, how did you start feeling comfortable? Cause I think it's a guilty conscience of when you, when you're helping yourself, it feels selfish, but that's not always the case in the proper context. Yeah. All right. So, so, so before I get to marriage, I got to lead up to it. And I'm gonna tell you why, because okay. my wife, my wife didn't have any credit card debt when we met. She had student loans, but no credit card debt. Right. 
So my wife is really good with money. She hates credit cards. So I can hear the question people are asking, well, why the heck did she marry you? <laughs> but think about that. But, but, but let, let's, let's lead into it. And I, and I truly believe this is going to help somebody. So first I got shaken by that amount because there's no way, you know, $700 a month on one car plus life happening. I didn't make enough money. I literally, I was at a point where I was like, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. <clears throat> so lo and behold, I was at work one day and one of my coworkers was talking to another about this company. Um, I don't, is it okay to say their name or no? Oh yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. So there's a company you sell them up called Green Pass, right? So I, actually, you know, I, 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 um, met the, the, the CEO of Green Pass. I, sh- I may be able to talk to her and she could maybe become a sponsor for your show. I'll, I'll throw that out there. So yeah, <laughs> since we use an interview name. or something, right? You know, let's do it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So he was telling them about this company called Green Path and how they, they can help you. And I didn't want to hear it. I heard him talking and they were talking. I'm listening like, okay, whatever. I didn't buy it. My thought process was, oh, I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. Until I got to that point where I couldn't. So it was about two years later. So I went to the, to the guy who was giving that information. I said, how are you doing on your credit card with this company? He said, oh, I paid it off. I said, give me the number. Because <laughs> it was at that point, it was like, and my, my thought, even to this day was, I could have been done two years earlier had I listened, but I didn't. So I called. Um, the guy, like, literally took his time. I was on the phone with him about an hour and a half asking all kind of questions. Because I'm a person, like, you have to convince me. You know, you have to really help me. And this guy, like, really took his time with me and explained everything. And I signed up. And basically what this company does is they negotiate with the credit card company on your behalf to get the interest rate down to somewhere where it's bearable. Most times they've gotten, you know, 24% interest rates down to like 10% which is huge. But for me, that one car that I had, that was 30,000, they got the rate from 24% down to 2%. Wow. Which was amazing. So I, when I, when I met my wife, I believe she saw that I was working hard to get out of debt. And that's why she married me, just in case anybody was wondering. You know, somebody that hates credit cards, why would she marry somebody who has this overabundance? But I think she saw that I was working hard to get rid of these credit cards and to get out of debt. So now we're into the question you just asked. So now I have someone living with me that is account that I can be accountable to. Somebody who's not a yes man, somebody who's not going to, oh, no, go ahead. No, she is, she is actually completely anti-credit card. She don't like them at all. Yeah, and Plus, she knows I'm not disciplined enough to really have one. So <laughs> we came up with a plan. So now on top of Green Path, we also, before we got married, went through the Dave Ramsey program, and we got more knowledge and more education on how to pay debt off quicker. So I was able to take those two companies, the teachings from those companies, and apply them to our life. And now, after hard work, now I'm not going to even sit here and pretend, because when the guy from Greenpath first talked to me, um, that hour and a half conversation we had, 
he called me. He said, it's going to take you about five or six years to pay this off. So I know a lot of times many of us are so, you know, we live in this microwave society, everything quick, everything fast, fast food, you know, everything is quick, quick, quick. So when, when I heard five or six years, a red flag went up. What? Five or six years? That's ridiculous, right? But then I started to think, if I didn't, it was probably going to be end up being a lifetime. So I had to weigh and say, eh, they're going to be paying on this car for 50 years or six years. And it came out, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead with the six. <laughs> wow. So are you, is the car paid off at this point? Yes, that card is paid off plus the other four. And I am happy to say right now, I have absolutely zero credit card debt. Woo! $50,000 in debt wiped clean. No. Whoa. All right. We got to. Man, if, if this ain't helping some people, I don't know what to tell you. Um, this is the millionaire mindset at work. Um, there's a couple of things I love about this, man, is that number one, I love that you, that education played a role between green path and the Dave Ramsey program. And I want y'all to understand that. Like when I talk about education, one thing about me is that I don't tell people what they should listen to, what they should watch or what strategy they should go by. Like, you know, um, my strategy is not the same as everyone else's, but I just like that you have a strategy. Like I'm telling mm -hmm. people all the time, like just get in the game, like, you know, have a strategy. So like number one, shout out to you for having a strategy. And I saw, you know, I saw you, you put in this hard work. Um, <laughs> you said something, you said, I could, I would, I could have been done two years earlier had I listened. So I want, I want everyone to understand something. And this is where worshiping your wants can really continue to hold you back. Because if you don't put your wants on a leash, like you got to treat your wants like a pit bull. They are dangerous. Y'all know every time I drive down the street, I want a car. Ooh, I like that Lincoln Navigator. That's dope. Ooh, wow. I like Jeeps. I, I want every car I see. Range Rover. You know what? I like that. I like a Porsche. I, I want every car, mm -hmm. but by the grace of God, I'm blessed with a company car. It's not yes. favorite car I would want to be driving around and it's not a Jermaine car. It ain't a J wheel car, but <laughs> right. um, it's kind of a company car. It's kind of a blessing. I don't have to pay for tires and things like that. So what's my point I'm making? Let's put the wants on the leash because those are dangerous. That's a pit uh -huh. bull that. Mustang I like, that Jeep that I like, all that is just a pit bull ready to just attack. I need to drive around in this little car that I think is weak, but it's, it's the company-owned car that is part of something I'm, a perk I'm giving for my job. So it's like, right. let's, let's put our wants on a leash because our wants are holding us back. And if you would, sometimes if we would listen to somebody a little earlier, we're really just prolonging it. All right, let me move on. You talked about well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because you just said something that just reminded me of something. I completely forgot about this till just now. Okay. Um, when 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 I was talking to the guy, I asked him. I said, "So when I pay this off, will I still be able to use the credit card?" Woo. He said, "No, because once they negotiate with the credit card company on your behalf, 
your account is done. Mm-hmm. They're just waiting on you to pay it off. And then you cannot use that card anymore. That irritated me because at that point, I still was in the mindset of this card has $30,000 limit on it. <laughs> so once I get out of debt, once I pay it off, I'll be more responsible, but at least I'll have it just in case. Just in case. I, I want to ask you something. Just about in that. case. I never, I don't know the answer to this question either. Had you ever had $30,000 at one time before that point? Absolutely not. <laughs> all right. All right. So, so no. this is, this is what I want everybody to think about. We could, we could throw out any number, 30, 50, a hundred, a million, whatever. You know, what's crazy. We should not want the first time that we have an amount of money like that to, to be debt. For some of us, the first time we ever get a big chunk of money, it ain't a check, it's debt. Wow. It's like, it ain't a check. A check would be yours. And then there's still some discipline and things that need to come place and play there. That's another conversation, another show. We have to build on these. Like, I tell people all the time, this is what I've been doing for 10 years. Finances are like building blocks. You got to do one block at a time. Don't ask a million other questions to you. Like, people want to go all 100 different ways. It's like, no, we got to take one topic at a time. They're really intricate layers. But today, we talking about the fact that it ain't a check. It's debt. And that's the first time you ever had $30,000. It wasn't yours. Mm -hmm. We got to stop living like that, man. That ain't a dream. Like, the first time I have a lump sum of money. Like, oh, first time you got a million. I mean, it ain't yours. It come with 24% APR. (laughs) Right. All right. So that was that. Uh, I love it. One one more thing. One more thing. Yep. Now, this, I was going to hold this. Okay. But I'm, I'm, I'm. I'm I'm feeling like this is probably gonna help somebody. So, okay, we and I had just got married. We were on our honeymoon. We went on a cruise, which was beautiful. Now, now get this: because we went through the Dave Ramsey program, we had saved up money so that when we got married, our honeymoon was completely paid for. Okay, cash like everything was done. So that was a blessing. So we didn't go into any, any debt there, except when we got to, after the cruise, we went to Disney World. Disney World, yeah, in Florida. We're walking in. <laughs> There's some people standing over there offering credit cards. Mm. I don't want no credit card. I'm almost done paying off my car. At this point, now, the $30,000 card had been paid off. Uh, actually, when I... I think the year I met LaKenya, I had paid, that was paid off. But the other cars, I was paying on those. We're going by, but I heard the guy say to somebody else, if you get this car, you don't have to use it. Just for applying for it, you're going to get the, what is it called? The, the fast pass or whatever it's called. Oh, wow. Free wow. <laughs> for both days. And I was like, hey, the fast pass. It's like $120 per person. You save almost $250 just for applying for this. And she's like, no, no, we, we don't need no credit cards. I'm not going to use it. So I finally convinced her into letting me apply for this car. I was approved within a matter of seconds. Got the you know card or whatever. 
they gave us our free our fast pass, whatever, and we really enjoyed that. You know, we didn't have to wait in the line. We going ahead, everybody. But when we got home, I promised her I would not use that car. Got a little tight for a second. I used the car, said I was going to pay it off, didn't. And then that car ended up being one of those cars. That fourth car, they got up to the $5,000. Wow. It's not now, I will say this. As much as I love my wife, Mm-hmm. She is one of those I told you so people. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, I absolutely. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm here for that type of stuff. That I am definitely I'm here for it. Go ahead. Finish that. Go ahead. I'm 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 with it. Go ahead. So she could not believe that I had been using that card, paying off stuff, and it got up to this high amount. And she literally was just looking at me and told me, I told you not to get that car. She said, I beg you, in the middle of these hundreds of people walking by, going to enjoy themselves at Disney World, not to get this car. I told you. I told you. Know, I was just sitting there like, and there was literally, literally nothing I could say. I love it. She, she was absolutely right, and I felt terrible. <laughs> so... It- Look, anyway, now that card is paid off. Just in case, praise God, praise God. Look, <laughs> look though, it's not a check; it's debt. See, that's the thing, mm-hmm. right? You standing there, and, and they all like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing. Hopefully, people are seeing the the common consistency right now. There's mm-hmm. there's bait. There's some type of incentive dangling over your head. For me, it was something as small as a Nerf basketball rim, right? And at Disney World, it's the fast pass, right? So they present mm-hmm. something that seems like a benefit, but it ain't a check, it's debt. Like, whatever they gave you wasn't really yours. What they gave you was debt. And some of us mm-hmm. are, we worship our wants. We want the bait so bad that we don't realize it's the bait and switch. Oh, yeah, you get the, right. you get the fast ca- uh, pass today, but we're going to switch it when you leave and turn it into debt. And ultimately, that's what so many of us fall for. And I'm going to tell you why, though. It goes to something you talked about earlier. You said that it took five to six years. And a lot of us don't want to wait the five to six years because, look, five to six years sounds like a long time until five to six years go by. So some of us are like, oh, I don't look. I worship my wants. Dang, this is the messed up thing, y'all, about worshiping your wants. You don't just worship it in general. You want it right now. So that's yes. like, you know, again, I talked about the cars and things. This is by the grace of God that I keep those wants on a leash like a pit bull because there are some things that I could go out and get right now that uh-huh. I don't need to go get. They pit bulls. And the thing yes. is like, oh, I could be like, man, you worked so hard. You've been doing this for 10 years. You've been building up. Yeah, go out and treat yourself to this car or that car. But what we don't realize is we will set ourselves back five to 10 years because we don't want to sacrifice five to 10 years to get ourselves 20 years ahead. It is a numbers game, people. Some of us are putting our wants, like it ain't nothing wrong with wanting something, right? But discipline tells you when to get it. (laughs) So it's like, I'm not mad. Don't be mad at me that I want a red Ferrari, but now ain't the time to get it. Like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, it's okay that you want that, but keep that dog on a leash until it's time to get loose. And ironically, 
we want everything right now, but it's the credit card companies that are exhibiting the patients. Ooh. I like the that. credit card company got their $30,000 out of me. They didn't get it right at one point. It was over the course of 20-something years that they got what they wanted, but they showed patience. Whereas me, I want this right, right now. And like you said, whatever I bought when I was 19, 25 years old, that was over 20 years ago. So if it was clothes, you know I can't fit them no more. <laughs> if, it was, if it was a DVD or a movie I saw, that movie is old news now. You can go on YouTube and watch it for free. <laughs> so I didn't exhibit patience, but the credit card companies, do, they do. And the people you helped. See, and this is what this is where helping I might have to we might have to do a whole show on helping people cuz I think this is a challenge, man. Sometimes we help people to hurt them. I, I'm going to mm. give you an example like, you know, when I look at you like being your friend and seeing how you had to like buckle down and work hard, save your hard-earned money. Oh, I want to say this. You paid off $50,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. You didn't get a promotion. You didn't, like, you weren't, you, you, you didn't all of a sudden get rich. You, like, see, this is something that people don't understand. This is what faith with works mean. Like, faith without works being dead. Like, some of us saying this, well, I'm going to start paying it when I get my money right. No, mm, no, no, mm-hmm, no, no. Mm-hmm. La- Lavelle didn't, nothing changed. Listen, nothing changed but you. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and see, this is what I learned early on with this stuff with finances. This is what the millionaire mindset is all about. We wait on our situation to change, but don't understand that our situation can never change until our mind change. You have to think like a millionaire before you ever become a millionaire. Unless you go, even if you get the dollars, you'll lose them all. Athletes go broke all the time because they got a million dollars without a millionaire mind. Wow. It's not a check, it's debt, people. Um, Some of us think we 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 think we getting something nice and and fresh and new and it's like what you have there is debt. <laughs> what what you have there right. isn't yours. And and I'm not I'm look, I'm saying we're all most of us are guilty of it. Um and there may be times that you get look, I want to talk about that card that you got, right? I love that Lakenya is a, a I told you so type person. People who know me know that I I would tend to celebrate that, but I know on this show, uh, people are sensitive in the world today. It, I'm for real. The reason I like that is because the problem with some of us is we want to constantly do stuff and nobody's willing to tell us that we was wrong. Yes. So then we just keep redoing yep. it. Yep. But sometimes the I told you so thing is just accountability. It's literally just saying, look, I literally told you this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And you did it. But some of us keep avoiding the I told you so. So we keep replaying it and doing it again. Um, Absolutely. But I love that your wife is not a, a yes man. I also love that you said you snuck and said something. You said <laughs> when she was arguing with you at Disney World and we're not arguing, but but begging you not to get it. You said mm-hmm. you said that she knew that you're not disciplined enough to have one. Yep. See, this is where I talked about last week or two weeks ago, know thyself. <laughs> like, we yes. got to know ourselves. It is okay to say, you know what? No, 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 no. I can't handle that. Like, and I, I think we live in this world, we want to handle every, we just want to do stuff. 
oh, Laville had right. a credit card. I should have one. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you can't handle that. So anyway, I, I thought that wasn't I thought that was really impactful that you that you identified that. Now, let me ask you this, man. Let's um, you know, we can start wrapping it up. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Because I, I think what's important, right, is for people to understand the payoff for the process. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a process that you engaged in. We talked a lot about the process in the first couple of years of this show. There is a process that you were involved in. I'm sure sometimes it felt like long days. I'm sure sometimes it was like, oh, I don't want to pay this. But what is the true payoff? Like, could you just sum it up and kind of, you know, take us out with like, what's been the benefit? What is going to be the benefit? What changes now for your future? What can you do now that you don't have that debt that you wouldn't have been able to do with it? Man, so I'm right now I got literally got tears in my eyes because when when I was when when I had all of that debt, I remember Lakenya used to come over. We weren't married yet. She would just come over to pick me up, and I would be there trying to balance my books. And she used to always tell me, like you know, we were talking later about how frustrated I was, and I I don't even think I realized, it. you know, just snappy and irritable, you know, just frustrated because I had all of this debt, and I'm trying to balance and say, what can I do? What can I do? You know. I just met this young lady. I want to take her out. And I cannot afford to, you know, so, so everything was this balancing act. So it was just a lot of frustration, a lot of, of, of uh, anger, being irritable, you know, whatnot. Now that that is paid off, there's, it was literally like a burden. I'm not, I know that's cliche sounding, but I'm, I'm being very literal. Like my shoulders are free now. <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, it's literally like a freedom. We now, I can take a little extra money and throw it into my son's bank account now. I wouldn't have been able to do that before. You know, if my wife needs something or I want something or if something pops up unexpectedly, which we know it does in life, we're good. We have extra now, not extra to spend, but extra just in case. Emergency fund, you know, we 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 have it, it's 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 a freedom, man. Like I feel free, I feel released now, you know. And I'm not rich. We don't have millions and millions of dollars, but there's a freedom here now. I still make the same thing, <laughs> but now there's a freedom, and I just I, that's that's the only thing I can say, man. It's a freedom. When you're when you're bound under debt, you know there, there's a, it's, it's literally you're bound. You're bound up. You know I actually found out years ago the word mortgage mm-hmm. is taken from the Spanish word muerto, which means death. So the word mortgage means death grip. It's like why would they name that? <laughs> because they know what it is. They know yes. You know in, in, wow. in Proverbs when when it said. Um, you know, the scripture, one of the scriptures that changed my life financially, because it like when it says, you know, work hard and become a leader, be, be lazy and become a slave, um, mm. slave translated in that in the King James, it said it talks about um, be lazy and owe a tribute, I believe is wow. the, I'm paraphrasing. So don't quote me on that. But the word tribute <clears throat> means the mortgage. The wow. tribute is a death grip. So it's like. 
be work hard and become a leader, become free or be lazy and always be under the death death grip. Um, what it, what, the, what the tribute was, was a payment, a recurring payment that was due every month or on a cycle. So it's like it all, you know, we all got bills. The bills, it seemed like, golly, I just paid this. It keeps right. coming back. Exactly. <laughs> it won't leave. And so that that tribute, that that burden that you talked about, right, that that gets your body tense. There is a freedom. And, I, and I'm happy you sharing this openly because people need to know what the other side looks like. Because Lavelle, I struggle so hard. It's like people worship their wants so much that they don't realize that the want is the thing that's keeping you tense. Mm-hmm. Like the mm-hmm. fact that you letting that pit bull loose in the house, it's tearing up everything. Wow. It's biting couches and it's like, it's <laughs> out of control. And so we, yes. we have to understand that some of our wants are so out of control that it's taking chunks out of our future. It's taking chunks out of our kids' future. It's taking chunks out of our health. Sometimes it's shaving years off our lives because we mm-hmm. want, want, want so much that we just lack the discipline to wait until it makes sense. Yeah. And again, we've all had to learn this, so I'm not pointing a finger at anyone. I've been very guilty of this in my life. Um, well, I remember. I remember you. You told your testimony one time about you and your wife uh, locking down. You know, and yep. saying, "Okay, it, whatever it was, you all were about to purchase. I don't, I don't remember if it was a house or whatever." And you said, "Okay, we we you know you and Tiff talking said we have to lock down." And I remember times calling you, "Hey, I want to go out to eat." Okay, do it this time. Yeah. Can't can't go to the mall this time. Not this time. You know, not saying that you never can do anything, but there it, it comes a point where if you get serious about getting out of debt, you will have to lock down. You have to tell people no sometimes. I can't go see every movie I want to see. I can't go to the mall and buy every outfit that I want to buy. I can't go out to eat every Sunday after church. We have to lock down. And I think that's what shows how serious you are. You know, and you know, my wife and I had to do it a few times. We locked down. You got. We to. can't go. Not this time. I'm sorry. I want to, but I can't go this time. And you know, the best part about that is that people won't always understand. Um, right. by the grace of God, man, and this is a process, and I think I'm still going through it. But God is freeing me from worrying about people understanding. The mm. I told you so thing go works a couple ways. And I told you so, I don't mean it in a negative way. Mm. I mean it in the sense that you have to believe. Like, like uh, look at it like this. Um, again, when I say figuratively, I told you so. I don't mean it in a mean way, for real, for real. But what I told you so represents to me is a conviction. Mm. Like, if I truly believe in Jesus, and I'm truly giving my life to him, what I'm expecting is for him to come back one day. And that is the I told y'all moment. Like, not I told Mm. you so, like, in the negative way, but meaning Mm -hmm. I told you I had the conviction, I believed, I told y'all this was going to happen. Wow. The problem with some of us is we don't have enough conviction to follow through with what God wants us to do, so we need other people to co-sign us, right? Mm -hmm. And 
I, 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 when I say we, I'm talking about me. That's something I've struggled with. I always wanted people to understand. So when I was shutting things down, man, there's times and all my family members, anybody who listen to y'all know, there's been times with all my family, I didn't, whether it be through text or gathered up in person and be trying to explain to people, hey guys, me and Tiff won't be buying any of your kids anything this year. We won't be getting any gifts. It feels horrible, man. It sucks to be honest, right? And I'll be mm-hmm. looking at people and I'm like, they don't get it, right? But yeah. so I'll be having those conversations, but I'm going to tell you what God freed me from. I no longer do that because right mm-hmm. now there are some things that I got shut down for a purpose. There are some things that I'm doing based on taking my own advice, meaning taking the advice, following the convictions that the Lord has given me. And Lavelle, I'm to the point where it's like, you know what? People won't understand because a lot of times people want to hand out and I get it. Everybody wants a handout, especially when they think you got something. But I'm willing to follow these strong convictions and see what the Lord says. And maybe one day people will understand. Maybe they'll understand when you buying them a house or when you, you know, it's like (laughs) people, people tend to understand then. But I'm only able to help you because I first put on my mask. Yes. Yeah. It's like we walking around scared of COVID putting our mask on like you you need to put your oxygen mask on so you can save your life so that yes. you can help someone else. And so, um, you know, not to make I, I, lo- I love that you I love that you said. That, that I told you so, you know, when you use it in a proper way is it's a conviction. And one thing I've learned about the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us is that he never condemns us. Yeah. But he will convict us. And there's a difference. The, the enemy comes to condemn us. Mm-hmm. When you condemn somebody, that's the I told you so, but now you're done. There is nothing else you can do about yeah. it. But conviction is, I told you so, but now let's make this better. The thief on the cross. Mm. That's, the, that's the conviction. It's the, wow. ooh, Wait a minute, I'm up here next to Jesus. Let me go ahead and repent real. Like, oh, you it's the I told you so that still gives you the opportunity to change. That's what yeah. we're talking and, and, about. And look right at now. the uh, right and look at the other thing. Yep. The polar opposite. He up here like you are. What can he do for me? Man. <laughs> you know, Lavelle had thirty thousand dollars. What are you gonna tell me? Well, I don't have thirty no more. <laughs> exactly. And look, that and, and that freedom and that blessing. I love that you talked about your son's life. Now your son's life can change. Now you, but look, now your son's life doesn't just change by you giving him money or giving him things. His life changes because now you are equipped with education and experience. And I'm sure you're not just going to look to pass along money, but you're going to look to pass along the education. Um, Look, I'm going to say this and and we'll really wrap up for real. Um, You know, yeah, I've talked about just just briefly, you know, look, I'm I'm a proponent or, you know, believer, whatever you want to call it in cryptocurrency. Um, okay. you know, it's something that I study um pretty much daily at this point. And again, as we talk about the layers, I've been doing this stuff for some years now with finances, it's just layers. I, you know, you get get to a point where it's like this is where I'm at now, cryptocurrency. And I I study this stuff and understand um, well, I don't, I shouldn't use the word understand. It's still confusing. It's, it's levels of it that's confusing, but I'm trying mm-hmm. to, um, 
study as much as I can. And I was, I got a couple stories about it. Um, this guy, he had, um, I heard a story about this, uh, this kid. He was, he was like the, one of the first Bitcoin millionaires in 2012. He invested at 12 years old. He invested a thousand dollars and bought 430 Bitcoins. And it says like in the article I read, it says he strategically made this investment at 12 years old. You know how much that's worth today? How much? $19 million. Wow. He bought 430 Bitcoins and Bitcoin ranges right now today um, at a cost from about $47,000 to $50,000 per share. He has 430 or per coin. He has 430 of them. I uh, forget his name. Um, I had the article up early this week. But my point is this. Um, He made the investment. Uh, Eric Finman. Eric Mm, Finman. Uh, Just look, Google Eric Finman. My point is he made an investment at 12 years old, waited about 10 years, and it was worth $19 million. Again, nine to 10 years sounds like a long time. Five to six years sound like a long time until nine to 10 or five to six years go by. Then it seemed just like yesterday. (laughs) And so if we, I guess my point is, if we move forward with that mentality, because in the beginning we worship our wants, so we want it right now. So we are not willing to be like, dang, well, I don't want to wait five years to be able to get my red Ferrari. I want it now, but the problem is, well, what if right now you get the Ferrari and it set you back 10 to 20 years, but uh-huh. if you wait five to, year, five to six years to get the Ferrari, then now you set ahead 30 years because now you can wow. actually get it. So some, sometimes wow. we got to understand where we putting ourselves at on, on the track. Some of us are slowing ourselves down, but ultimately, man, you got to put your wants on a leash. Your wants are a pit bull. Like, you, you can't follow what you want to do. It, it's, wow. it's, it's not going to help you. It's not. I'll say this last thing. I know we got to wrap up. Yeah, yeah you're good. You're good. So, I, I, I actually, today, my wife and I were looking through the Dave Ramsey book, and he has this little chart in there saying, if this 19-year-old kid invested $2,000 a year for, I think it was seven years, and then didn't add anything else to the account. So now he's done. He's 26. He's not putting any more money aside. Just the compound interest. By the time he retires at 65, he'll have over $2.5 million. Man. So seven years, investing $2,000 a year. Now, $2,000 a year breaks down to about $600 a month. Get this, Jermaine. I literally just thought about this as you were talking. Just now. I didn't. This is literally coming fresh from my brain. I was spent, I was paying six when I got into Green Pass on my credit card. I was paying six hundred dollars a month. They broke it down. It was one hundred and fifty dollars a week, so it was six hundred dollars a month, and I did that for about six or seven years. Now imagine if I didn't have that debt, and I I challenged myself and said I'm gonna put six hundred dollars a month aside, and I only did that for seven years and put it in a bank with a high interest rate and the compound interest 
by the time I retire, I would have six two point five million dollars. If you're don't listen to me, dude. Do you realize, Lavelle, the debt was preventing you from being able to invest in your future? So you like this is what we gotta understand, man. This is why worshiping your wants is so dangerous. Because it's not a check, it's debt. That thing that you want is coming with debt. Whether it's the Louis Vuitton purse for however much y'all pay for these purses, whether it's the shoes. Like, man, I look at people that buy stuff. Uh, I, I'm gonna say this. Part of financial education, in my opinion, is understanding that there are some things that I can afford, but I still it still ain't time to get them yet. Yes. Like, like it's a couple things I want. Like, I could go get it, potentially. You know what I'm saying? And look, it wouldn't even hurt me, but it ain't time yet. Some yeah. of us, we, we just live in the world of want. So we live in a world where we t- get our money and we constantly get what we want. Constant living. Like, and again, I'm not trying to be harsh because I told people before, I'm an avid shopper, but I, I shop on clearance and factory websites of stores that I like a lot, which means I pretty mm-hmm. much wear clothes from the last season and make them look like they this season. Um, right. <laughs> I also don't need to be fresh every day. I'm not a person that's fresh every day. I look, you know, average most days because most days I'm not really going anywhere but to the store or like. Right to get a smoothie. So I don't need to wear J's. Um, but when I do, I pull out my factory's best and I, you know, I feel pretty good about it. What's my point? Right. Like, look, you could be creative and, and make some things happen, but I'm seeing people Lavelle that don't have anything saved up for their future, but have Gucci that have Louie. And I'm like, look, I thank God for my wife. Like I thank God for my wife. Cause she don't need Gucci and Louie. And like yeah. she, if 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 we went and bought it, I ain't saying it would be the end of the world, but it ain't mm-hmm. time yet. So mm-hmm. it, it's things we want that you just got to be like, oh, you know what? I'd rather get it when I can buy 500 of them. I, I would rather wow. get it when it makes sense because it ain't really doing nothing for me. I mean, it's, it's Gucci. It's nice. It's Louis. Like, it's dope. But I mean, one thing you learn is things are just things like. So anyway, man, I, I appreciate you sharing on um, this story, man. This is like um, we—I know we didn't plan to go here. We just—it just, just kind of happened. But I saw that—I <laughs> saw that news story, um, and, and I, I think Lavelle, like, man, first of all, congratulations to you and Kenya, um, just accomplishing that, man. That's a huge accomplishment, and um, I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm excited to see what else God does in y'all life. Now that y'all don't have that tribute, you know, that death grip um, holding on y'all and y'all future. And, uh, you know, shout out to you. Again, you talked about being able to have money that you putting up for your son. These are things that, in my opinion, we should be doing. You know, I've told y'all and I tell people, uh, other people, um, when when your kid's birthday come, I'm not buying a gift. I, I just... And this is the, this is again me in that, that mindset of like, look, you know, people might not understand. It might sound like, well, what? it's like, I'm sorry. I, I just, I don't buy kids gifts. But if you have a bank account for your kid, I will send them a couple of dollars. Yeah. But if you don't have a bank account for your kid, then I just, yeah, I, I just won't buy anything. And I don't mean that in no offensive way, but I know kids don't need, they don't really play with toys. No, I mean, they don't need it. It'll be gone. Right. It'll be gone. Yeah. So 
But you got anything, man? You got us any, anything to take us out? Don't feel too bad about the time, man. This this is uh, actually working out good because this is giving me an opportunity. I, I think we, you know, we got over about an hour and fifteen minutes worth of content. Uh, we're gonna break oh, wow. this up into two episodes, so we're gonna have a part oh, one sweet. where we kind of <laughs> talk about being in the debt, and part two maybe release it a few days later where you you know talk about coming out of the debt. So you know, I don't have to worry about the time. So is there anything okay. else um, that you kind of want to close us out with, or any final thoughts? Um, and I'm saying don't worry about the time, but also understand that you might have something that you got to do. You got a wife, you got a son. Um, so, yeah, if you got to jump, that's cool. But I just want to give you the last word, man, anything that comes to mind. I, I feel like I want to pray. Okay, cool. Yeah, I feel like I want to pray. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, Lord. We thank you for this this program, this opportunity to share. Lord, Jermaine and I didn't know which route we were going, but you did. And we believe that you did because you know that there is someone out there that needed to hear this. We pray for them right now, whether they feel like they need to hear it or not. We pray that you would bless and convict in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask you to help all of us to change our mindset, to want to do things your way, the biblical way. And Lord, when we search out scriptures in the Bible about finances, God, that we won't just try to pick and choose the scriptures that we like. Like, be willing, obedient, and eat the good of the land. But Lord, let us, let us pick out the scriptures also that talk about not taking surety for our neighbor and having that, that death grip and being lazy and becoming a slave. Help us to take the whole word of God and apply it to our lives. We know that you want the absolute best for us, but not at the expense of us being in turmoil and in pain and in debt. And we just ask you to help our minds to have that mind that was also in Christ Jesus. Lord, your word says, even in Philippians, that Jesus was God, but that he, could, he didn't go around flaunting that. Help us to not want to go around flaunting things that we don't have, but to do it your way, to have the mind of Christ so that we can be debt-free to help further your kingdom and to make the best for our families. We thank you so much for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.